0: The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all.
1: And greetings, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. You're tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher.
2: And I'm Terry Kennedy. Today our focus is on immortality. Hmm. We've tackled this subject before, haven't we, Tom?
1: Well, yes, we have. (laughs) But the subject of immortality is one that bears repeating. After all, the idea of living forever is going to be of interest to a lot of people. Well, for good reason. Uh, I mean,
2: who wouldn't want to gain immortal life? Well, you're
1: right. You know, mankind has been fascinated by the thought of living forever, well, forever. <laughs>
2: well, just look at popular entertainment, uh, mm-hmm. books, movies, music. Immortality is, is kind of a common theme. And though you may not know it consciously, the writers and creators of these ideas, stories, and songs may be onto to something. Mm-hmm. After all, this is why we're here. Well,
1: you're right. In fact, if we were to give today's program a subtitle, it might well be... Why Am I Here? Part 2. You know, of course, the subject of immortality is really central to each of the basic questions spiritual seekers routine, routinely wrestle with.
2: We, we should explain to our newer listeners that our program is organized around four basic questions that all spiritual seekers deal with at one point or another. Uh-huh. And quite frankly, we know that the answers we propose to these questions may challenge some of your basic core spiritual beliefs.
1: Well, and it is certainly not our intention to argue the finer points of spiritual or religious belief we simply want to present a point of view about the spiritual path that you may find useful, practical, and soul-expanding.
2: And wherever you are on a spiritual path is exactly where you are supposed to be. That's right. And we support that upward climb (laughs) in the soul's journey without judgment, qualification, or criticism. God has a plan for you, and we simply want to offer you a perspective for understanding that plan more fully.
1: And, And again, this is where the four essential questions come in. The first question is, you know, who am I? And the simplest answer is, you are a son or daughter of God with the capacity to achieve self-mastery and become the Christ as
2: Jesus and other ascended masters have demonstrated. And the second question is, why am I here? (laughs) Again, in its simplest form, the answer to this question is, you are here to gain mastery over your human manifestation, graduate from Earth's schoolroom, Mm -hmm. and achieve Christ or Buddhahood through the process of the ascension. Yeah. And the third question is, where
1: am I going? Well, you are going home. Through the ritual of the Ascension, you reunite with the heart of God, our origin and the source of all life. And where is home? Well, the most commonly accepted idea of home in Western religion traditions is heaven. Eastern spiritual traditions have other names for it, but we're less concerned about what to call it than how to get
2: there. And (laughs) and the last of our four questions is, how do I get there? Right <laughs> Through knowledge, application, discipline, and diligence, we climb the mountain toward oneness with God. As you've heard us say many times before, we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And these are the saints and sages of East and West who are the way showers. They are ascended, <clears throat> excuse me, these are ascended and expanded beings who have gone before and are committed to helping us find our way home, just as they did.
1: Yeah, and here's the point relative to today's program. Each of these four basic questions involves the reality of our true immortal nature. And there it is, the clear, simple, unvarnished truth of being. We are immortal. We will live forever.
2: That's right. <laughs> and something, something else we should probably point out is that we understand most spiritually and religiously minded people accept the concept of the immortality of the soul. Most of us were raised to believe that once we get to heaven, we're there for eternity.
1: Yeah, and we are in no way challenging this belief. When we speak of immortality, our emphasis also rests on the concept of the soul's immortality.
2: It's how we get there that
1: matters. Right. Our soul does survive physical death. But because we are subject to cosmic law, particularly the law of karma, we are required to return to embodiment
2: again and again until we have balanced a certain portion of our karma and fulfilled our unique life purpose. And while the fact of our soul's potential immortality may be a given, we should not assume that it's automatic.
1: (laughs) No, we should not the soul's immortality remains potential until we prove it and make it permanent by the quality of our thoughts, words, and deeds. So although God created man to be immortal like himself, achieving this immortality and returning to the heart of God will take some work.
2: Interesting. One very large part of this proving will be proving that death itself <laughs> is not real. Now, there you go, complicating things. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't it St. Paul who said that the last enemy to be overcome is death? He did. As hard as it may be to swallow that right now, the reality is, there really is no death. Mm -hmm. But like the immortality of our souls, this is something that we will have to prove for ourselves.
1: As Jesus did through the resurrection. And yes, we are saying that each of us may also experience the resurrection as Jesus did. In fact, in just a few minutes, you will hear Elizabeth Clare Prophet expanding on this very topic of overcoming death through personal resurrection. And what we must do to make this happen.
2: In the meantime, I think a basic question, to, or a basic equation, I should say, to keep the concept of overcoming death in perspective is this. Life is sacred. Life is immortal. Life is God. Therefore, death is not real. <laughs> What's real is our birthright of immortality and oneness with God. Okay. <laughs> immortality. What does it look like? All the ascended masters teach us that, the, that consciousness is our oneness with God and it occurs in stages or initiation. Well, right.
1: We are constantly transcending ourselves, growing ever wiser in cosmic law and expanding our consciousness. This is an ongoing process that continues even for the ascended masters
2: beyond the ascension. You mean that when we become Ascended Masters, we're still not done expanding our consciousness, Tom? (laughs) Quite the contrary. Our consciousness continues expanding at an even more accelerated rate. So, the Ascension isn't the end of our spiritual journey. It's really a new beginning. Well, precisely. Meaning that we continue to grow and expand as we move closer and closer to God. You
1: got it. After we've graduated from Earth and made our transition to the next level, we will experience an expanded life that remains full of choices, full of new experiences, full of new relationships, even full of new responsibilities.
2: So, to put it another way, our service to life doesn't necessarily end at the pearly gates.
1: Well, at least we won't have to come back to Earth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Unless we get special permission.
1: Uh, Well, okay, but that's a
2: topic for another day. You know, I really like this uh, continuous self-transcendence idea a lot. And it suggests a kind of hierarchy in the ascended state that we should explore a little later on when our today's guest... Narly Duffy gets here.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I trust we will do that, but before we get there, I want to say something about one of the most important and powerful educational resources that we have here at the Summit Lighthouse. It's called "The Climb the Highest Mountain Series," written by Mark Prophet and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. The landmark series comprises nine separate volumes, which took over 40 years to complete. And it ranks as one of the most profound spiritual works ever written.
2: And as lofty as that sounds, that is not overstating the importance and impact of these amazing books.
1: You know, and if you're interested in learning more about the Climb the Highest Mountain series, which is published by Summit University Press, here's where you can go. You got a link for us, Terry?
2: Well, here it is, www.tsl.org. We know that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> Once you get there, look on the upper right-hand side of the screen. Click on bookstore. Uh-huh. Okay, and then uh, simply scroll down to Climb the Highest Mountain Series, and you'll see the entire nine-volume series listed.
1: Yeah, that's great. And if you prefer, you could just go to Amazon.com slash books, type in Climb the Highest Mountain Series, and you'll find the whole set there, too. And speaking of this remarkable series, one of the nine volumes just happens to be titled The Path to Immortality. What a coincidence. <laughs> and we'd like to share a little of it right now with an excerpt read by by my co-host Terry Kennedy.
2: The Last Enemy Although Jesus names death as the enemy, the last enemy that shall be overcome, humanity, plagued by sin, sickness, and the fears of old age, often welcome the grim reaper. After they have spent their allotment of energy in every form of selfish pleasure-seeking, after they have filled their minds with the knowledge of the world and followed its ways, after they have lived out their abbreviated span of three-score and ten, and marked their personal accomplishments satisfactory or unsatisfactory, as the case may be, they are willing, albeit reluctantly, to wave adieu to an ungrateful world and to sever the ties of human existence. This attitude is an indictment of civilization and of the materialistic consciousness that has brought it to its present state. This attitude, framed by an ignorant religion and abetted by a fatalistic science, clearly shows that the larger purposes of life are unknown. Life itself, which is God, is unknown to men, although many continue to worship at the altar to the unknown God. This attitude also reveals in the race consciousness an ingrained acceptance of mortality as a way of life. The hopes, the fears, and the aspirations of men all stem from a finite consciousness having a finite existence in a finite world. The Illumined understand that immortality is not merely a reward for well-doing, although reward it may well be, but the natural intention of God for man that was manifest from the foundation of the world and from the moment of creation for each individual. As Kathumi has said, It must be understood that immortality is an endowment synonymous and concurrent with life, a birthright, not a usurpation. The overlay of wrong thought and feeling has too long veiled by an energy veil, a shroud of humanly misqualified substance, the light that is the life-giving essence of freedom for every atom in manifestation. Serapis Bay teaches that immortality is of high price and it demands the allness of men from the smallness of men. Men cannot build out of mortal substance, immortal bodies. They cannot build out of mortal thoughts, immortal ideas. They cannot build out of mortal feelings, divine feelings that enfold the world and create the great pyramid of life. Every son and daughter of God was endowed not only with a master plan, a blueprint for destiny, but also with the tools to implement that plan in the tenets of the law of life. These tenets are the keys to immortality. They unlock the formulas that enable man to find and fulfill his destiny, and to conquer the elements of death. It is right that men should cling to life, but let that clinging be for the fulfillment of divine purposes and for the realization of true illumination. At the end of the rainbow of one's search for truth, lies the pot of gold, spiritual illumination. Let us then establish the tenets of man's immortality, the components of his identity, the building blocks of being that equate the soul of man to the soul of God, and ensure his immortality through the fulfillment of his master plan.
1: Ah, well, thank you, Terry. You're welcome. Now, when we return, we'll take a deeper look at immortality in an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled Spiritual Resurrection. Don't go away. Oh. I heard a beep beep. Can you hear us, Justin? Oh. Could you could you uh um, nudge them? Yeah.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
1: Welcome back. Now, in the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet discusses the ascension, immortality, the possibility of an end to physical death, and more. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. You say we're supposed to do everything that Jesus did. How about the resurrection?
3: Well, the resurrection is the proving that the last enemy that shall be overcome is death. And it certainly is our final initiation. And the reality of it is that there is no death. But we have to prove that there is no death. The resurrection is a resurgence of God's energy through our being, through our chakras. And it was the drawing forth of the energies of the resurrection from the I Am Presence and from the base chakra of the Mother that enabled Jesus to... Restore life to that temple. He drew forth again the threefold flame of life that had returned to God upon his death on the cross. By the meditation of his soul with the over-soul or the higher self, he overshadowed his body until he restored that body to life. Now we begin our resurrection by the restoration of consciousness— of joy, of happiness, of love, of truth. And we keep on increasing and accelerating God's consciousness within us until the ultimate victory over death is a natural conclusion of our soul's quest on the path and of our soul's reunion with God. Continuing, then, these mantras which El Moria has given in the science of the spoken word as the heart, head, and hand decrees, we have a mantra for the resurrection— And it works every day. And as we give this mantra, we can say, I am being resurrected every day. I am overcoming death every day. I am the flame of resurrection, blazing God's pure light through me. Now I am raising every atom from every shadow. I am free. I am the light of God's full presence. I am living ever free now the flame of life eternal rises up to victory i am the flame of resurrection blazing god's pure light through me now i am raising every atom from every shadow i am free i am the light of god's full presence i am living ever free now the flame of life eternal rises up to victory this little mantra is accompanied by the visualization of white light coming through us, rising through us as a white fire, pulsating from beneath our feet, through our consciousness, coming through our chakras. It is an energy field that can restore from sickness to health, from depression to wholeness, from anxiety to joy. There is an alchemy in this mantra and in all mantras, whereby in the spoken word, as in no other form of meditation, Misuses of God's energy are transmuted. This process of transmutation means that each time we give mantras that contain the name of God, I am, we are actually balancing karma. Karma is simply the substance of God's energy which we have qualified either correctly or incorrectly so that there is good karma and bad karma, negative karma or positive karma. The energy which we want to requalify with light is the energy misqualified with darkness. When we give these mantras, increments of that energy which is stored in a force field comparable to the subconscious is returned to the great causal body or the spheres of consciousness which surround the I am presence. Mantras then are not given simply for the alteration of a state of consciousness, which they do accomplish. But more importantly, they are always involved in the forgiveness of sin or what we may call the balance of karma. Therefore, a mantra on the resurrection is for the removal of the consciousness of death. More than we realize, we are burdened by the energies of death on a day-to-day basis. Fear is the beginning of death. Doubt in oneself is the beginning of death. The condemnation or the belittlement of the self is the murdering of the self and its potential to be free. Freedom then comes through this resurrection flame.
1: Are you saying it would be possible to end physical death?
3: The termination of death begins in consciousness. Since death is not real, death is not manifesting now. What we see as death is simply the laying down of the body temple by the soul, who then is journeying to other planes of consciousness or other mansions in the Father's house. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am ye may be also. The mansions are planes of consciousness, and there are many planes of consciousness, The soul journeys to these planes both after the transition that is called death and during sleep at night. Our souls may depart our body temples and go to other places and other schoolrooms for a learning experience. Death, then, is the illusion of the cessation of life, and it is only real to those who believe that our life is actually in the body But the life is in the flame in the heart and in the soul, and these move on consecutively as the path of acceleration continues here and hereafter. Now, ultimately, the demonstration of the ascension will mean the cessation of even that laying down of the physical body. But we have much more immediate goals than the overcoming of that form of death. Our immediate goal is the resurrection of life as it ought to be lived on earth today.
1: What about physical healing?
3: Physical healing comes about the same way. Through the use of meditation and the science of the spoken word, and also through the proper diet that is most important, we can see that light in our body temples brings about a manifestation of healing. Since so many physical conditions are caused by mental and emotional problems, the healing of the mind and the emotions, and the erasing by the violet flame of records in the subconscious is often all that is required to eliminate physical suffering.
1: So the first thing you seek to change is consciousness,
3: right? Well, we go to cause behind effect. That doesn't mean to say we don't call upon the medical profession and use medicines and uh, whatever is necessary, surgery, etc., for the correction of conditions in the body. But ultimately, we seek to manifest the victory where the mind of God within us controls the manifestation in matter.
1: What happens after the
3: resurrection? Well, you'll recall that after Jesus' resurrection, he came back. He spent 40 days with the disciples. He gave them instruction in the upper room. And his final words, Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And that power from on high was going to be the descent of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We talked about the concept of ascending every day, every hour. The ascension is the acceleration of consciousness. It is actually the increase of the vibratory rate of the electrons as they whirl about and through the nucleus of the atom. The concluding mantra, then, in the Heart, Head & Hands series is a mantra of the ascension. As soon as we begin to give it, we are accelerating the white light in our auras, preparing for that ultimate soul reunion at the conclusion of this life or our next life of incarnation. This is how it goes. I am ascension light, victory flowing free, all of good, one at last for all eternity. I am light, all weights are gone into the air I raise. To all I pour with full God power my wondrous song of praise. All hail I am the living Christ, the ever-loving one. Ascended now with full God power, I am a blazing sun. The visualization for this mantra is a sphere of white light that now envelops the entire form, the entire being. When we say, I am the living Christ, we are affirming, God in me is the living Christ, and that Christ which was in Jesus is now manifesting in me as the fullness of the threefold flame in my heart. Visualizing the self as a blazing sun gives us the key to the alchemy whereby Jesus disappeared from their midst, whereby he could come into the upper room right through the wall. That alchemy is simply the the rearrangement of atoms and molecules of the physical body so as to pass through the atoms and molecules of the wall. Now, the day is going to come in the not-too-distant future when people on Earth will be doing this without difficulty. And it is amazing how quickly this will happen as they begin to understand the science of the Word. Now, when I say the science of the Word, I'm talking about Word with a capital W. I'm talking about the Word incarnate. I'm not just talking about the words that come through the throat chakra in these decrees. I'm talking about the word as the very energy of creation which we express when we give a mantra.
1: The goal of all of this is immortality, right?
3: And that goal is something that's very near and dear to the people of every religion in the world. Whether it's called soul liberation or ascension or nirvana, it is the same thing. It's what Paul said. This corruptible must put on incorruption. This corruptible must put on incorruption. Paul said that as the very equation of his being bursting from within. His soul was crying out. He knew this as the goal of life and that is the eternal quest of the overcomers. He said, this mortal must put on immortality. This which is temporal in time and space, this soul which is my option to opt for eternity, must accelerate, must return to the source whence it came, the I Am Presence.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Oh, thank you indeed. (laughs) I just want to be with that for a moment. (laughs) I know. Well, up next, our weekly visit and Q&A with Dr. Naralee Duffy. Please stay with us.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. on the spiritual quest our upward journey hinges on four basic questions Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being a child of God and when you recognize this your whole world changes for the better no matter where you are or who you're with the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher why are you here? To master your human nature Fulfill your divine purpose and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
2: We are back, and joining us again is our friend Nerly Duffy. Hi, Nerly. Hi, everybody. Hello there. (laughs) It may just be me, I don't
1: know, but I I kind of find it ironic that we're about to engage in a lively Mm. discussion about death. (laughs) Well, that's true. Yeah, well, but let's get right to it. Is death real?
4: Well, death is not real, but it feels pretty real at times. You know, if we lose a loved one, we lose a favorite pet... Mm. In fact, it's an illusion, because if you really believe in an afterlife, if you really believe in Jesus the Christ, who is the resurrection and the life, then you understand that you don't die when you lay down your life at the conclusion of your lifetime. It's just a cycle of time. We're here but a little while, and then we move on. So what is it that dies when the heart stops beating is simply the body. The body is the vehicle for the spirit. It's an outworn garment. We just lay it down. But the soul and the spirit can live on. And I remember the first time as a medical doctor when I saw a dead person. Mm -hmm. I was with them one minute, and the next minute they had gone. Mm -hmm. And I looked at them and I thought, but what is different? The body is still there. All the cells and atoms and electrons and everything Mm -hmm. is right there. But what had been withdrawn was the soul and the spirit. And so we pay so much attention to Mm -hmm. this physical life that we're in. But we give very little attention to the afterlife and to eternity, and that's what immortality is all about. (laughs)
1: Because this seems so real to us. I mean, where we are right now, that's kind of it.
4: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This is all, this is the only little slice of life we have, and we think this is it. But we were, we existed before we came here, and we're going to exist as we move on.
2: And you know, I I saw a movie one time in the theater, and there was an experiment that was done, and they put these very sensitive uh, scales on this body that was about to pass, you know, Mm -hmm. this soul. And there was a difference. There's, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's a weight to the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And there's a timetable for all of this, and that's is very it,
2: comforting. That's something we'll, we'll have to explore at some point. You know, how,
1: how much does the soul weigh? Yeah, I <laughs>
4: you know. How many well, angels on the head of a pin, right? Yeah. That's so one of those cosmic things. Well, oh, yeah, let's right. not go there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, narrowly, there are obviously key differences mm-hmm. between our view and how certain orthodox belief systems conceptualize immortality. <laughs> <You think>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not the least of which <laughs> is the relationship between reincarnation, and immortality. So can you expand on the Ascended Master's perspective of this relationship? Right.
4: Well, actually, reincarnation does not preclude immortality. The two are very compatible. Reincarnation simply means you likely have lived before, and you're back in another body, and you're supposed to grow spiritually and progress from one embodiment to another And um, another embodiment, Mm -hmm. but eventually you are supposed to graduate. You are supposed to resurrect and ascend. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to get rid of some of the myths around this. And I think, you know, people, particularly Christians feel uncomfortable with reincarnation because they think, well, I don't want to come back as an animal, an insect, a cockroach. I mean, no, that Mm -hmm. is not going to happen. You know, even if you've not done some good things in the past life or done a lot of bad stuff, you're going to, you know, return with some issues to resolve, but you're Mm -hmm. not going to, evolve backwards. So you need to just resolve the issues and get through them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. reincarnation is a very helpful teaching, but I was thinking it really shouldn't be a stumbling block. Basically, just concentrate on what you have to do now. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to believe in reincarnation to become immortal. If that's not your thing, that's okay. Therese of Lisieux didn't believe in reincarnation, as we understand it, but she ascended. Mm-hmm. Padre Pio never talked about reincarnation, mm-hmm. but he ascended. Mm-hmm. So there's... There's, there's a path for everybody, but reincarnation, if you're open to it, can really help to explain some things.
1: No kidding, especially, yeah. you know, why do I feel this way, or why does <clears throat> yeah. that person look so familiar oh, to me? Yeah. 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 yeah, Well, you know, to repeat, achieving immortality means we must make our ascension, and uh, this is something, obviously, those of, of you listeners who have been with us for any length of time, you hear us talk about this quite a lot. Um, and I think we should probably enumerate these now, if, if you don't mind, narrowly, mm-hmm. and that is mm-hmm. that... We know there are certain requirements that must be met before we ascend and achieve immortality. What are they?
4: Well, there are some basic requirements. The first one, overarching, is to fulfill your divine plan. That basically means finish the work that you came here to do. We each had a unique mission, and our soul knows it. And if we can tune into that and do it, then you may already be doing it. Mm -hmm. You may be raising your family. You may have a career or a mission or things that you do as a volunteer, whatever it might be. The second one is to balance at least 51%. Of your karma. Uh And that's important. And we can talk about that later. Um, You also need to balance the flame within your heart. The pink, the blue, and the yellow—the power, the wisdom, and the love—the threefold flame. The threefold flame mm-hmm. have have a certain balance in that, and that will help you greatly, and and achieve a certain amount of mastery of your outer conditions, which most of us are really trying to do. We're trying to balance all those things in our life: our finances, our family, mm-hmm. our business, <laughs> our spiritual life. You know, and, and there's a few other requirements such as. You know, try to transmute the negatives. We all have the negatives in our life. Try to get some a handle on that and to raise the white light of the Kundalini from the base to the crown. So there's a few things to work on there.
1: Yeah, well, but doable.
4: But doable. Yeah. It's all very doable. And, and the thing is, it's been done before by others, so that means we can do it too. These are the too.
2: ascended masters we refer yes. to so often. Right, yes. right. Yes. Well, the ascension is the goal of life. We we uh, agree on that. What is the difference between the <laughs> ascension and the resurrection? Can mm, you explain that's that?
4: That's a very common question. The ascension is our ultimate reunion uh, with God. And when we are fused with our mighty I am presence, we no longer have to go out into another cycle of reincarnation. We've graduated from a school, and we've become basically an ascended master. The resurrection is the stage that we go through before the ascension, and it's an acceleration of consciousness. And Mrs. Prophet just spoke about the resurgence of God's mm-hmm. energy through your being. So you may go through an intense experience and come out the other side, feeling or actually being resurrected it might be an incredible transformation of any kind maybe you got through a divorce that was so difficult and you feel such a different person now (laughs) or it might be overcoming cancer or a serious illness it might be an accident that you survive or some other experience and people will just look at you and say boy you are different you are not the same person that Mm -hmm. i used to know and for example I, i knew i was resurrected after surviving cancer and it was not just going through the experience but something happened to my adam's cells and electrons, and people would come up and tell me, and I knew it. So the resurrection is the stage or stages before the ascension. It can, it can happen, you know, at various times.
1: Yeah. Well, well, maybe to expand on this um, concept a little bit more, um, we heard Elizabeth Clare Prophet say this, and we read it, of course, too, that mm. Jesus' resurrection proved that death is not Mm -hmm. real.
4: What does that mean? Yeah. Well, Jesus let us know in a number of ways that he did not die when he laid down his (laughs) body. He was not in the tomb when they rolled away the stone. He (laughs) appeared before the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They didn't know who he was, but they felt their hearts burn within them. He appeared to Mary Magdalene and, and she didn't recognize him and thought he was the gardener. I mean, (laughs) he appeared to the disciples and the holy women. He, he taught for 40 days in the upper room. Thomas touched his side physically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. doubting Thomas. He's been re. Appearing for centuries since then so he's left us a very clear record he did not die he ascended that's a big difference and he said these things that i do and greater things can you do so he's saying i did it you can do it and what's more you can do a lot more than i did
2: (laughs) the question is how <laughs> what is, what is it exactly that we resurrect mm-hmm. then? I mean,
4: yeah. Well, you... we resurrect our cells and atoms, our chakras and our spiritual centers. Basically, it's our entire consciousness, being and world. Okay. That's what resurrected. It's mostly our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very interesting because in the Bible, it says in, um, Paul says in Corinthians, and some man will say, How are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? Mm-hmm. And he speaks about bodies terrestrial, physical mm-hmm. bodies, and bodies celestial, spiritual bodies. And a lot of the focus um, in the Christian world is about resurrecting the physical body. But it's actually more mm-hmm. about resurrecting our spiritual body, our consciousness, because the body is just like a coat. You know, it's out of season. We don't want it now. <laughs> we let it go. And it can get pretty tricky if you get so tied up into the physical, you can really um, lose the plot. It, it can be very overwhelming and very kind of messy because... You know, say if you've donated an organ, like your liver, Mm -hmm. and then you want to resurrect bodily, and what do you do without your liver? Do you take it back (laughs) from the other person who needs it? I mean, you know, it it gets complicated. Or, or, or you know, (laughs) you've had three wives in this life, Mm -hmm. and you all resurrect. Which one is your wife? You know, so don't worry about the (laughs) bodily stuff so much. Concentrate on the spiritual, and it all sorts out because it's not about this physical body.
2: You kind of bring up the idea of a cosmic prenuptial agreement, which we won't go into. (laughs) Difficult. We heard Elizabeth Clare Prophet speak of the ascension Mm. following the resurrection. So is this immediate yeah. and, and if not, what dictates this length of time or this interval yeah. between the two?
4: Yeah. Uh, Good question. It's it's not necessarily immediate. It could be days, months, years, or decades. It just mm-hmm. depends on your mission or your divine plan. You may may be resurrected <coughs> several times in one life. Uh we have a friend, Mrs. Booth, Anise mm-hmm. Booth, she um you know, was resurrected several times. Wow. And uh you know, once in her sixties sixties, later in her eighties. Um I know people who did their best work in their 80s and 90s. They wrote books, became an example of the path. So it can be very different. depends on your divine plan.
1: Well, when we talk about overcoming death, is the process the same for overcoming illness?
4: Mm, It's it's basically the same process, and I think Mrs. Prophet alluded to that. She said, um, you know, basically if disease reaches its conclusion... It will be decay and then death. So if you can turn around a disease, you're basically turning around death in that sense. So we talk about a downward spiral and an upward spiral. A downward spiral is sin, disease, decay, and death. That's the ultimate, mm. you know, negative spiral. But an upward spiral is propelling you toward everlasting life.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I we know that attitude has a lot to do with this. And mm. I remember reading somewhere that if you don't like what's going on. Change your mind. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Change <laughs> you know? the way you think about change something. Change the way you think about right. something, and, yeah. and, and
1: thereby you change yeah. your reality.
4: Yeah. Well, Mrs. Prophet used to say if you don't like what you see in the mirror in the morning, you can change it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and we can. Oh, going back to the subjects of, mm. of Resurrection and the Ascension. Keeping us on track, Ontario. <laughs> Thanks, <sir. laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Wide spiral there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you've mentioned in past programs that it is possible, as an act of free will, yeah. to return to Earth after your Ascension. This is a, quite a concept. Mm. Is there an inherent risk in doing this? I mean, can your Ascension, or, or once gained, be lost?
4: Well, once you've gained your Ascension, you can't lose it. But if you postpone your Ascension... Um, and decide to come back into embodiment again, mm-hmm. it's a calculated risk. People have done that, and it hasn't always worked out well. I see. Because Earth, as we know, is a difficult place. There's lots of opportunity for error. You might make a big mistake and blow it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, God, God understands this. There's always grace. Right. But the bottom line is, if you get a chance to take your ascension, it's pretty much safer to do so. And most of us will be... This will be happening at the conclusion of our lives rather than, you know, perhaps in the middle.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. <in> the perhaps.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wherever it occurs, I'm yeah. going to be happy for that. <laughs> um, well, obviously, we're making a good case for why the Ascended Master's teachings are so vital to spiritual seekers everywhere. And I can't imagine a better way to achieve the immortality we've been talking about than to follow the Ascended Master's example. I mean, can you?
4: That's right. mm mm-hmm. The mortal example. And and I think sometimes people get worried, well, you know, if I ascend, I'm going to get really bored sitting on clouds, strumming <laughs> yeah. harps, you know. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's going to get better and better. And the masters are our way showers and our examples. And you will get an Ascended Master light body. You can go anywhere, do anything. You get to help others in a big way. You get to go to other schools and universities in the heaven world. You become a master at your chosen field. I mean, it just keeps growing and going on, and there's no limit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. I mean, I I, I know that when the uh, the teachings finally penetrated my thick skull, one of the things I realized was, my gosh,
4: yeah,
1: they're just like me.
4: Yeah.
1: You know, they've done the things I'm doing, and and they've they've taught me that you're not out of the ordinary. You're, you're not an, you know, we're not exceptions. No,
4: we're not. And I exceptions. guess that was
1: one of the things that really had to kind of get in there. I've realized, my gosh. Yeah, they did it. We can do it. That's what and, they're telling us.
4: And they're pretty humble. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're like brothers and sisters, and and they're you know we put them on a pedestal, but really we can do what they did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hallelujah! We've got to take Be a break me here, up Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. as soon as possible, please. No,
4: no, yeah. not until you've filled your divine plan. <laughs> <Right>. Sorry, Tom.
2: <laughs> oh, darn. Well, well, we've got to take a break, but but don't go away, listeners. No. Uh, when we return, we'll continue our discussion, our lively discussion of immortality <laughs> and related topics with Narrowly Duffy.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse the pathway to your ascension? For more information, visit www.tsl.org.
1: Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Seventh Wave Network.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to the open door.
1: And once again, we are back, and um, it has been lively today, I have to say. (laughs) It's been good. We're laughing about death. (laughs)
0: Laughing deathly about
2: this conversation. I laugh (laughs) in the face of death, yes. (laughs) Well, um, in our our, our last segment, (laughs) 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 Terry. Well, there were so many things we wanted to talk about. I know, I know. They're tumbling over each other. We can can fall back to some of those things, but I was going to say in our last segment, we discussed the concept of perpetual transcendence that we continuously expand our consciousness. Does God also do this, I mean, transcend himself? I mean, God is God, right? Mm -hmm. Can perfection become more perfect?
4: Yes, it can. God continually transcends himself. It's the nature of God, and actually it's our divine nature, too. We're intended to grow and develop and do the same as God does. But most people don't. If anything, they tend to go downhill. We tend to say, well, it's all downhill from here. (laughs) This is about as good as it gets. But it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and we're getting into some pretty deep stuff here. It's, it's, it, we're talking about things that are not one or two dimensional. This is spherical. So, yeah. it's not always easy to talk about this thing, but these things, but basically, yeah, God transcended himself and we're intended to do the same. And really, often we feel the best when we're, when we're accelerating. When we're feeling like we're making progress mm-hmm. in our life, whatever it, whatever aspect, if the bank account's building, if our family's growing, if our spiritual life is evolving, um, if our home's growing. And, you know, yeah. you just feel good when things are growing.
1: Well, I, I think that, that I, I hear, too, in that comment that, you know, things don't simply stop. There's There's this constant motion um constant animation you know, and that's what you're mm-hmm. kind of talking about is mm-hmm. even god mm-hmm. does Absolutely. that and that's um, yeah. well you know we made reference earlier to saint paul's teaching that death is the last enemy to overcome why do we refer to death as the enemy
4: mm, the last enemy that shall ever be overcome is death well god is life every ascended master is life personified And all of Earth is actually kind of in a state of decay and we're yet trying to swim upstream Mm -hmm. and trying to evolve upward. So the concept that death is the enemy is that basically anything that pulls you down is the enemy. It's not the person per se because it's often a loved one, but the energy working through them. So we Mm -hmm. are evolving upward. We're, We're actually... Uh, going counter to the way of the world. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, if you review or or see death as your enemy, you'll continually remind yourself to move up.
1: Yeah, well, I guess the part of the point there, too, is that death is not neutral. No. You know, that this is death. It holds us back. It's the thing that constrains our forward progress.
4: And isn't there so much in our world today that is of the death consciousness? Yeah, 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 it's all around Movies, um, even the news is kind of deadly at times. (laughs) yeah. So, you know, and we're about, as Mrs. Prophet said, you know, resurrecting the planet as Mm -hmm. well as ourselves.
2: Yeah. Now, to what degree is the manner of our death karmic? (laughs) That's
4: a great question. question. Okay, that's a first. I've never been asked that. Okay, (laughs) how we live can have an impact on how we die, and Mm -hmm. it's probably very tied to our karma. Um, I remember read about, reading about somebody who led a very violent life, and they came to a very violent end mm-hmm. and I remember somebody saying, "We well, you know those who live by the sword tend to die by the sword. So the kind of life you lead, the karma that you have, may have something to do with the manner in which you exit. Um, there can be a very sudden exit or a life threatening illness that leads immediately to death. You know People can just say, "Wow, you know a week <laughs> and he was gone. Um, that can be a sudden descent of karma. Even the kinds of illnesses that we get, the the particular organs that are targeted, may be in our picturing of the lives that we've led. It's not always, though. Some souls can take on planetary karma and allow it to outplay in their bodies, and we can be grateful to them for that. So, you know, as we observe this in people, we may take note of what our higher self may tell us, but it's best not to judge because God is in charge of our comings and our goings. But after a while, we start to realize... Uh, there are those who died gently in their sleep, and they may be the most fortunate. My father, that happened, and I thought, mm-hmm. wow, that was really peaceful and blessed. You That's know? right. And we can also understand, I never used to understand this, but why some people prayed for a, quote, a good death.
3: And when I was That's younger, all...
4: I thought, you know, why, why don't you pray for that? And now I understand there are so many ways to exit, and um part of a good death, you know, may be, Due to a a peacefulness, you know, or a a recognition. And it may have something to do with our karma. So it's very important to take care of our bodies. We're talking about, you know, our bodies are just the outworn garment, let them go. But but while you have it, it's that balance. You have to take care of your body and help it to serve you as long as you possibly can. Be prepared for death, but don't dwell on it. So it's like living on that point.
1: Well, yeah, and I hear that. And I think, too, that, you know, we we, we continuously return to the topic of karma,
4: Mm. and
1: um, so this, you know, to our Mm. listeners will be an obvious question, but we, you know, want to ask it to kind of Mm. drive the point home, I guess, is that how do we mitigate karmic circumstance?
4: Mm. Two principal means, service to life and the violet flame. You do need both, uh, but giving the violet flame is a lot less painful, and it's kind of painless, really. So if you know the kind of karma that you have, then try to track down those kinds of people and serve them and pray for them. And you may have karma with certain age groups or certain ethnic groups. I know someone who is drawn to working with Native American people, assisting them with their projects. He's doing incredible work. And he found out in the course of that that he actually had an ancient karma with this specific group, and he's balancing it with them. He adds to it the violet flame, gives the decrees to balance the karma with this group of people, and he's kind of on a winning streak. So (laughs) oftentimes you find that life will present to you exactly what you need to balance. If someone is standing in front of you that needs help, help them, because mm-hmm. that may be your karma returning to you. That's
2: right. So do we do we continue to balance karma after we ascend? Oh, we, sure, we sure do. I mean, how does um, that work?
4: Yes. If we haven't balanced the full 100%, then we have to balance the remainder from heaven. And karma usually has to be balanced on earth where it was created in the first place. And that's a bit of a problem, because you have to do it. <laughs> through those who are here on Earth as it is harder to balance karma on Earth from the ascended state. Mm-hmm. So you have to make the most of your time on Earth, balance as much karma as you can, leave a legacy of good works, leave your funds to good causes, have books or other means by which people can access your causal body beyond the veil. Even having friends who will remember you and pray for you, it all helps.
1: Yeah. Well, do we encounter karmic relationships after we ascend? <laughs> another, well, is, yeah, it, is it, is it's it, it a possible? a very good
4: question. It, it's true, and, yeah. and, and, and many Many of the masters have still karma with the people on earth. So, so that has to be balanced somehow, some way. And think about how you would balance it without a body and not able to contact them. It's pretty challenging. Ooh. So again, better yeah. to serve life here and now while you can and work while you have the light because the night cometh when no man can work.
2: What does it mean when we say that immortality is a spiritual material science?
4: It's a science that affects us at all levels. It's spiritual and material. It's those bodies terrestrial and bodies celestial.
1: Mm-hmm. And in
4: terms of science, it is a science. We have to study and apply it.
1: Yeah, you know, referring to immortality in the context of science is a good way to remind us that immortality is not some vague etheric notion. Mm. It's real, concrete, mm-hmm. subject to actual cosmic law, yeah. yes?
4: It's very real, it's very practical, it's very exact. And the good thing is that there are rules to the game, and if you study the rules, you can win the game of life. Yeah. A good book title, yeah. isn't it? The Rules for the Game of Life, How Winning. to Overcome Death, How to Win, How to Earn Your Eternal Life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I know we touched on this earlier, but before we finish today's program, I think it bears repeating that the science of the spoken word and the violet flame decrees are, are truly potent tools mm-hmm. for helping us to yeah. accelerate the consciousness of God within claim our ultimate victory over death, and ascend into immortality. What is it about decrees and violet flame that makes this so?
4: I think it goes back to the previous question, which is it's a science, and mm-hmm. yet it's spiritual. It's it's physical and material. There's scientific formulas for prayer and mantra and dynamic decree, and also the sponsorship. These are worded formulas designed by the masters as cups of light. So mm-hmm. the real key is the love that you put into the words, not just the words themselves. Oh, amen to
1: that. Amen. <laughs> and That's a very good note, actually, for us. Probably you know, cut off today. I mean, I hate to do it. But, um, you know, that's all I the time we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do, Thanks too. for having me. I well, you're it. going to be back. And I want to thank I'll you very be back. much. Yes, well, you know, <laughs> as always, your, uh, well, your wisdom and insight and humor are always appreciated. And I also want to thank all of you for tuning in today.
2: Mm. Um, thank you so much for listening. And uh, please join us again next week. And until then, remember... Though the upward path may be difficult, Mm -hmm. the rewards are out of of this world. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.